1: Everyone, and welcome to Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with a rhino live from the Element Wealth Studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this hump day. Dang right, we made it halfway, anyhow, huh? Getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. We are getting there. Uh, it feels like we're. In a bit of a monsoon like water pattern uh, weather pattern, good grief
2: We've just imported the uh, the lovely Gulf Coast's typical weather to the central part of the Magnolia state. very true. little pop-up thunderstorms every afternoon you can almost set your watch by
1: yeah. I know and if you're down in central Florida this time of year and I'm, well most of Florida actually. That is kind of the – you can almost set your watch by it, as you said. It's the regularly scheduled afternoon thunder boomers.
2: Rolls up out of nowhere, sticks around for just a little while, and then gets on out the way.
1: Yeah, steams it up, (laughs) makes it a bit miserable, and out of there. Well, we got an inflation report this morning, the CPI. This is just crazy in this country. The markets are celebrating the data. We come in at five point, uh, uh, excuse me, eight point nine percent, and uh, eight point five. Excuse me, I got the nines and the fives. Eight point five percent of CPI, five point nine percent of core inflation. That is inflation excluding food and energy. Eight point five, slightly lower than last month, which it, when it was nine point one, as you recall, and. And then the 5.9 is fairly level with June on the on the core. Core, it's just uh, to avoid the confusion. Overall CPI measures a basket of goods and services that includes that includes energy and food. Core excludes, so which are honestly the most volatile of um, all commodities that consumers purchase. Food and energy, right now, for sure. So the somewhat steady decline, not a straight-line decline, but a a rather steady, um, slight decline day-to-day over the last month or so is really what is driving this um, somewhat favorable. It's crazy that we're saying that the highest... Annualized inflation in forty years is favorable. That's where we are. But eight point five is better than nine point one. Nine point one last month. Eight point five this month. Moderated somewhat. Somewhat. The core fairly, fairly level, fairly fairly static month to month. But good grief, that old kangaroo. Hope they had uh, had the wheaties this morning. The red bull, because that kangaroo's hopping, hopping high. The Dow presently up five seventy five. the NASDAQ composite three twenty five at this moment, and the uh, S&P up as well. Crude oil drops below $90. So anyhow, a lot of economic data to consume this morning. Does look good on the Dow. Winners, Salesforce.com up 6 bucks. You know, I've talked about Mark uh, Bennehoff, the... CEO, founder, met him before, left-wing loon, I promise. Uh, But, you know, I like seeing companies thrive and produce profit. It's good for the economy. It's good for employees. I just disagree with Mr. Bennehoff on his philosophy, political philosophy, economic philosophy. He's not having any problems, though, being a a billionaire in his uh, regard. Bitcoin up a bit as well. What's it over twenty four thousand? I think right now.
2: Nat gas still way off its sixty thousand plus highs of what year? Year and a half ago now. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people got hurt. A lot of people made a lot of money. A lot of people got hurt, but a lot of people lost money by investing after the Super Bowl ads. That is true. I had forgotten about that. The, uh, Favor, or what is it? Fortune favors the bold. Thanks, Matt Damon. That's <laughs> right. I <laughs> wonder if he got paid in Bitcoin.
1: Absolutely right. Uh, yeah, unlikely. So that's where we are with respect to the economy. It, uh, again, the market's celebrating it because it, it, uh, it senses that the Fed may not be quite as aggressive. In future rate hikes, simply because they got a inflation reading that uh, it shows it at least not rising further. A, I mean, that's the main takeaway here: is that maybe it's peaked. And if it's peaked, I think there are folks out there, investors, that think, well, that means the Fed is perhaps going to raise rates for a while, but there are a lot who speculate by the end of the year they pivot and start to bring them back. I'm not in that camp. I don't think that's going to happen.
2: You heard what bumbling Biden had to say about it. What's that? Here's oh, his spin on the inflation numbers. Oh,
0: about The news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had zero percent inflation in the month of July. Huh?
1: What in the wide world of sports is that fool talking about? Rhino is doubled over laughing. Wake up, Rhino. (laughs) Get some air. What in the hell is he
2: talking about? Zero. Zero inflation in the month of July. No, that's not true. Not at all. Not in the slightest. If we hadn't been setting records, maybe you could put some spin on it. But the record inflation is just a little bit less record-breaking. Yeah. It's an annualized
1: figure. Does he not know that annualized? It was nine point one in July, uh, June, and annualized in July because we reported July today. It was eight point five. Okay, it's still eight point five year over year. That's how that works. That's what annualized means. The problem is, millions of people will hear that and say, "That's great." Certainly, they know. However. When they go out to make a purchase today, they won't—they won't experience zero. <laughs> They'll find something. I, who out there hasn't? Gee, last time I bought this, it was this price. This time I buy it, it's—it's it's, uh, a, a different price, a higher price. That's the real-world reality experience. Is he clueless about this?
2: Oh, it's Don't just that. one thing he's clueless about. <laughs> Out of a plethora. A cornucopia. Oh <laughs> uh,
1: what do they call it? A panoply, I think is the other word. <laughs> a collection. Um, I'm stunned. I don't know why I am. But I, I guess... I, I, here I am again. I'm, I'm, I'm showing my my old-fashioned tendencies, right? I think the president should tell the dang truth. Especially... When the agency that ultimately reports to you, that being the Department of Labor, they're the ones that compute all this stuff. They're the official record. Maybe you ought to talk to those guys <laughs> and see what they said. Because what he said and what the Labor Department's saying are in conflict, clearly.
2: But the clapping train seals and useful idiots on the left will hear. Wait, the Democrats passed the Inflation Reduction Act, and President Biden said there's zero inflation. It must have worked. They're geniuses. <laughs> that is so true. We we play
1: we played the uh, the clip yesterday, right, where he said, "Oh, they're at the kitchen table talking about how they can pay their bills now." Huh? Where does he come up with that? Golly. Okay, in the meantime, the news continues with respect to the Mar-a-Lago raid. Uh, uh, The walls are kind of closing in on Trump, all intentional, from the left. So you got the Mar-a-Lago surge Again. Again, yeah. The walls
2: are closing in again. That's what what they're
1: saying. For the umpteenth time. Have you seen some of the left-wing loon responses to this stuff? It's like, are you watching something different? Now, please share with our audience what you shared with me yesterday when we come back with respect to the number of FBI agents involved in the raid of the Mar-a-Lago Resort uh, versus other situations that would actually warrant a large number of FBI agents. When we come back, Ryan, I was going to share with you the contrast Uh, you got to stick around for that. We've got Colonel Gannon Burton, U.S. Marine Corps, retired. He'll be on the program at 11.05 discussing his military and flying experience and training. And then Kimberly Remack, the president of the Mississippi Federation of Republican Women, joins middays at 12.05. We'll get an update from the MSFRW, and we'll find out the kind of influence that organization wields within the state. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
3: greater jackson area the big one the great southern gun and knife show is coming for two big days only at the trademark building on the fairgrounds show hours are saturday nine to five sunday ten till 5. Hundreds of dealers tables available full of guns knives ammunition holsters gun books camouflage jewelry and related items hunters and collectors this big show's for you buy sell trade or just spend the day browsing ladies are especially welcome admission just nine dollars for adults two dollars for kids ages six to eleven sorry no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent got any guns to sell
7: Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today.
8: For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk.
9: Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi.
11: Yellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: Check it out. Let's do this. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Midday's with Gerard Gibbert.
8: Let's get on
0: with it on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Back in the Element Well Studios, Midday, Super Talk, Mississippi just getting started here. So we're talking about 30 FBI agents show up at uh, the Mar-a-Lago Resort. To collect boxes. Uh, documents. It's nuts. And rifle through Melania's wardrobe. That was also reported last night. What the heck's that all about? This is... um I mean, this, this is just politicization, right, of a federal agency one-on-one here. I mean, it, it's just there for all to see. And it's, it's disturbing because we need these institutions. We need the FBI. We need the Department of Justice. But we need them to act in an apolitical fashion. And in accordance with the highest standards of integrity, and I do believe, let's be honest, there are many within the ranks that do conduct themselves in such a manner. I think, unfortunately, there are some at high levels within the organizations that abuse their power. Shock, I know. Strictly for political gain, we we saw it with the the two having the affair, Peter Strzok, can't remember the other one, in in all their cell phone records, ridiculous. And of course, the double standard that is being played out with Hillary's emails using BleachBit, which is just a software tool. So in the, in the world of data storage, just to explain kind of what that means, you may or may not be interested in this, but the, the way file systems are structured, data resides, talking primarily now about a mechanical spinning disk, which is what Hillary in that time period was using. Hard drives. Hard drives, that's right. The traditional hard drive, which are just platters, magnetic media data stored on them there's something called a fat table it's the fat is an acronym for file allocation table and it's essentially an address book if you will it's like you got an address book that tells you where data is stored the data is out there on the disks the platters themselves but the little address book which is by the way in the center of the disk physically for performance reasons when uh, your software program says i want to access data uh, what happens is the operating system goes out to the file allocation table and says okay where where is that data and it finds it physically on the disk and it pulls it up for you so when like you, the
2: computer's card catalog
1: that's right so good good analogy so when you you delete or purge data it really doesn't delete or purge the data stored out on the platter the actual data it marks the uh, the catalog entry, if you will, as available. So when your program goes to write data, store data, it goes to that table, and the table says, "Okay, I got some extra, I got some space here," and it starts overwriting it. Which is why if your disk crashes in the disk days. You could often recover your data. There's services that recover it for you because the data was still intact. Your system just couldn't see it because the little table of addresses says, "No, that's that's been deleted." So that's all in the f. It, it's all um, designed that way for performance reasons. It's all about performance. So anyhow, what the bleach bit does, or similar programs, is it actually wipes the disk, not just the file allocation table. The the, um, the address book, the card catalog, it physically wipes all the data, the bits, if you will, sets them back to nothing so that it's just empty. And uh, that's, that's what those programs do. So she knew that, oh, just going through there and say deleting emails really isn't deleting the data. It's just updating the file allocation table to say this is available. Well, the bleach bit goes through and physically purges the data. Because what they knew is, oh gosh, if this ends up in somebody's hands, even though we've... go through there and delete all your emails real quick, you really hadn't removed them, purged them, erased them from the disk. So you buy these programs to go make sure. Now, the military has specifications. Call them mil spec on handling um, data media such as that, where you've got to do that kind of stuff. And there there are companies that are in the business of wiping disks out. Anyhow, she knew that. So you wouldn't do that unless... The point is, you wouldn't do that unless you had used your application software to delete data, because you're trying to hide it and remove it before it ended up in somebody else's hands. You wouldn't do that... Unless what you deleted, you didn't want anybody to see. There was something nefarious going there on there, so you took the extra effort and and cost of no, we got to wipe this disk. It's no different than putting a sledgehammer to it, essentially. So, um, any anyhow, that's that's what all that that means. And she gets away with that essentially scot free. That's She's part. raising
2: money on it
1: today. How What's she doing? Got a campaign?
2: As soon as the Mar-a-Lago news came out, she tweeted out that you can buy, but her emails, caps. <laughs> and all the proceeds will go towards
0: blah, 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 blah.
2: I, I'm going to go out on a
1: limb here and say there's more incriminating information in those emails, which are no longer, because they... They wiped them. They use electronic tools, the bleach bit, to wipe them. There's more incriminating information in that than whatever the heck might be sitting in some boxes in the Mar-a-Lago documents. So this false pretense, we got to get those back to the Department of Archives, there's some smells about that. All right, so you, you recall that the situation in Waco. Bre- the Branch Davidian. What was it? David Koresh was the leader's name. Yeah, he was the, the co-leader. Cult. Cult yeah. So these were largely anarchists that had kind of formed their own little little country, if you will, in the middle of Texas there. And they were heavily armed and fortified. Intentionally. Because... But they were being abusive. They were breaking the law, committing crime.
2: Oh, yeah. He was... Actively engaged in sexual relationships with minors, including fathering children with them and abusing the children.
1: All against the law. All heinous. All atrocious. So law enforcement comes in, started out with
2: the ATF, right? Oh, yeah. They raided the compound after one of their undercover agents' cover was blown. Right.
1: And uh, they needed, I guess, uh, some, some support. The FBI comes in.
2: Yeah, after the uh, ATF incurred injuries and casualties from return fire from the Branch Davidians, the FBI was called in.
1: All right, it
2: is your recollection
1: that there were fewer FBI agents dispatched to that location to
2: that scene to negotiate with the Davidians
1: than there were to bust up into Mar-a-Lago to rifle through documents. Melania's underwear. It's just amazing. It's amazing. The deep contempt for this one person. Now, I've been clear. I don't align with any politician 100%, including Donald Trump. I thought he did a lot of good for the country. I thought the timing of his ascension to the presidency was was perfect, was necessary. And I think his America First approach, and just really just common sense approach, policy approach, was good for the country. We all benefited. There's no question about it. We were safer. Our economy was robust. Everybody was participating in the good fortunes of the economy that wanted to. Now, you can't help people that don't want to. I believe our, our stature on the global stage improved. I think he was, he was a champion for the country within and outside of the country. All of those things I like. There are some things that I don't particularly care for, but that's, that's different. I don't expect anyone, honestly, to run for office or to assume office where I'm just 100% down the line. I think that's probably true of most people, but the contempt the people. His foes have. It is, it, it's like sick. It's, it, there's something wrong there. It's delusional. It's, uh, it's almost psychotic, honestly, it appears. But he's got the Mar-a-Lago situation. He's got the AG in New York who's been after him and now is scheduled to depose him today. And then yesterday we learned that a tribunal of the appeals court compels him to turn over his tax returns. So, there's something curious about all that at the same time. We'll be right back.
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny conditions, a 70% chance of rain, high near 88. Tonight, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 72. A 70% chance of rain for your Thursday, partly sunny, high near 89. And for finally Friday, a 50-50 shot of showers, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
12: Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com.
10: We believe you can't put a price on love. That's why
12: we built a better way
13: to buy a diamond. Juniker Jewelry. Mississippi's direct diamond importer. With ten times the selection of diamonds, diamond engagement rings and wedding bands, you'll find in average jewelry stores.
14: Beautiful, affordable engagement rings she'll love, complete with your center diamond starting at less than a thousand dollars.
11: Case after case of gorgeous rings, all priced two thousand, three thousand, four thousand dollars and up.
14: And with Junikers Flexible Financing, you can give her a one-carat diamond for as little as eighty-four
13: dollars a month with approved credit. We have an engagement ring for Every couple. I'm Rachel. And I'm John Ravenstein. It doesn't matter who you are, what your budget is, or where
1: you are in life. If you're in love, we have a diamond engagement ring for you.
3: Junica Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com.
15: Family. They are definitely family in that clinic. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just, and every time I go in, it's just like, they're so nice, and they just, they're just they just so compassionate. It seems silly to say that it was a pleasure, but it really was. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland,
6: 601-607-7876.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Inflation slowed in July for the first time in months, but prices still remain at their highest level in 40 years. The Consumer Price Index is a broad measure of the price of everyday goods, including gas, grocery, and rent. It's 8.5% for July. That's below the 9.1% surge recorded in June starla brown the mississippi director of americans for prosperity doesn't think the inflation reduction act which is expected to pass in the house without any republican support friday will do anything to bring prices down
15: right now with people paying you know by most estimates five thousand dollars more this year in inflation which is a tax and then you're taking like over 700 billion and you're throw you're throwing this and you're going to also in there increase taxes on every body every every income level will, will have a tax increase
0: Is with Gerard Gibbons. Welcome, welcome to our show. On Super Talk, Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one.
1: Welcome back everyone. Midday Super Talk, Mississippi in the Element Wealth Studios on the C Spire Text Line, which of course is six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. Chris from Oxford says, I believe it was the ATF that really screwed the pooch at Waco. Yeah, I I think that's widely believed. What'd you say, Rhino?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, mean they're the one that started it all.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
2: Thomas and Greenwood says Waco
1: led to the Oklahoma City bombing. Wonder if some MAGA nut will do the same after this is, after this, uh, if if Trump's brought down. You know, um, and somebody else said something as well. Robert Clinton, yeah, he said I, Gerard. The people that dislike Trump don't like him because he makes them look inept in their own duties, both Republican and Democrats. Honestly, I don't think that's it, Robert. Um, I really don't. I, I think that he just has a, a one of those personalities that is um, kind of binary from this perspective. You either love the guy or you hate him. And it's there doesn't seem to be a lot of middle. Now, there may be some folks like me, and I don't know how much I represent uh, a, a more pervasive position, which is, Liked what he did. Believe it was from a policy perspective. Believe his leadership was needed and timely. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a fan of uh, some of the, I I, I guess, the interpersonal um, actions and uh, just the treatment of of others from a personal perspective and. You know, when he would let folks go out of his cabinet, for example, I don't think it's necessary to just demean them and denigrate them as part of that. Hey, look, if you're not getting along and you see things differently, you're the boss and you want to let them go, fully support that. I just think you can exclude the personal attacks and the ad hominem attacks. I, just, just me. I'm not a fan of that. Now, some people, I think, may like that. I respect their opinion as well. Just not my my style. Um so I, I, I wish we could see less of that. I just don't I don't like the the more personal vitriol. I don't think that is appropriate for a person in that position. And I don't think it I don't think it really provides any value. Policy perspective? You know, I, I know I've said it a dozen times on this show, Rhino, and that's fine, I'll say it again, but I, I still have this image in my head. We talked about it. First time he went to the G7 summit, I believe. He was walking with the other Western economic leaders, and the camera was rolling, and uh, it just the way it, it kind of formed up, he was in the rear, and they were in the front. And you remember, we talked about it, He just he weaved his way through them, kind of kind of elbowing them a little bit. You know, not hard to hurt them, but got his elbows out as they would say in racing
2: parlance.
1: He absolutely did, and he buttoned his jacket, he poked his chest out, and he he moved to the front of the line. Bravo! I think he should have. And they were, remember, they're looking at him like, "What's this guy doing?" Like, dude, this country belongs at the front. I'm all for that. I was. Think of the contrast between that. And goofy Barack Obama making sure he, like, bowed lower, you know, out of respect to uh, leaders in those countries where bowing is the typical greeting. And and there is, I believe, kind of a standard where the lower you are from a, a social status perspective on that rung, on that ladder, you're supposed to bow lower.
2: Yeah, that's why typically in those cultures, if you are asking for forgiveness, you put your forehead on the ground.
1: Okay, uh, all related. Yeah. So, I have been to events uh, with the Japanese who, who still practice that in oh, their yeah. culture. I've been to business events where I was the guest of uh, the Japanese-based company, technology companies, and and they kind of give me a, gave me a lesson on all that, and they would like uh, kind of nod to me, it which was the signal on this one you need to go lower. Because they're introducing me to people. And it's business leaders, business executives from these Japanese companies. And and when they didn't give me that signal, I, I would stay slightly higher. That's what they told me to do. And that was all fully expected and accepted.
2: Right? That doesn't even get into how they exchange business cards, which is very formal. What's that? I don't oh, remember Oh, it depends that. on the... The level of who you're giving the card to, or who's receiving the card, as to whether or not you have to bow while presenting it, uh, okay. or whether or not you have to support your arm while presenting it, and different things like that. How about that? Oh yeah. Oh, so that's just all. Look, that's fine. I know culture, but
1: this country, in my view, the president of this country, there are no circumstances, in my opinion, in which they should be compelled to be. Uh, and a lower, subordinate is the word I'm looking for, and bow lower for example or go across the country across the pond into um, the Middle East and start, as Barack Obama did, and start apologizing for American exceptionalism that's horse hockey we should be lauding it we should be promoting it, celebrating it, boasting about it good grief no other country has done what this one has for the planet's well-being. So, that aspect of Trump was so refreshing when he took over, succeeded um, Barack Obama, no doubt. Now we've gone back, right, to, to uh, this woke ideology and one where we're just constantly apologizing, not only apologizing, condemning, criticizing Yeah, because if
2: you have any pride whatsoever in this nation, you must be a white supremacist, racist, patriarchal, misogynist. You got it.
1: And And that's being taught in our schools, which is even further disturbing. And it starts with the top. We have a president who's completely on board with that garbage. So all of that stuff, I think, is extremely positive. Now, I will say this. Ben from Madison says, is it all possible... Trump broke the law and did want the National Archives to have some documents that perhaps made the former president look bad. I think we should all let this play out before we go down the conspiracy rabbit hole. I, I will agree with you in this, from this perspective, Ben. Uh, I'm certainly not trying to promote any sorts of conspiracies here. W- what I'm saying, and this is my uh, position, is that if all you're looking for is documents, why in the world do you need 30 armed FBI agents. Now, there was one question that um, I'm looking for here. That Especially so much...
2: considering the bulk of what we, we know was taken was 15 boxes of documents from a windowless storage room in the basement. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, those boxes were boxed up by the government and sent to Mar-a-Lago. I agree. And, and that
1: could be another reason. Now I saw this morning like some of the stuff they got were like birthday invitations, just standard sort of memorabilia that Paper I would think, yeah, that I would think anybody who's been president, I mean it's a pretty big deal when you lived in the White House and that was your residence essentially. That's a pretty big deal. There ain't too many of those that's ever done that crossed that path. Sure, keeping memorabilia from that. Of course, and that's some of the stuff they found. Now,
2: did we have an FBI raid when the Clintons took every W off the keyboards and stole the antique furniture? That's true. That's absolutely true. Uh, It's good for the goose. It's good for the gander. And uh, then again, the Clintons are never going to get punished for anything they do. Untouchable, like Teflon, nothing
1: sticks to them. So, what I I agree with this, Ben. I think that um, I'll say this at least. If they if they uh, if they drill a dry hole here, let's say that they've gone through all this rigmarole, FBI warrants, all this stuff, and they come out with nothing. I think that hurts them a lot. It it's already, I believe, somewhat damaging, and I think what validates that is what we got out of Cuomo and Yang yesterday. And there's even been some others, if you've seen, said, yeah, it's a little extreme here, right? Folks on the left that have expressed uh, their concern.
2: Andrew Yang actually put out another statement, saying it looks increasingly like the FBI raid was to find, mishandled classified documents and not some other DOJ investigation, which was his first thought. Agreed. Mishandling documents doesn't seem like raid material. It does, however, seem like excellent campaign material for Trump. Agree. But half the liberals are out there trying to redefine what a raid is. uh, That is true. They're they're all don't call it a recession. (laughs) Don't call it a raid. Don't call
1: them a woman. Here we go again, man. Uh, And let's see who was it. Uh, Yeah, of course, my good friends at the. At the Boston Globe, they weighed in on this as well. No, this was the Washington Post. The GOP's inauspicious knee-jerk reaction to the Trump raid. That's the name of the article, the title of the article. Inauspicious? 30 FBI agents for boxes of documents? Come on. We'll step aside for a break here on Middays. We're in the Element Well Studios, and we're coming right back.
8: At Community Bank, we believe our success lies in our continued commitment to community and upholding the same small town values that we were founded upon. We are relationship bankers. Whether you're trying to grow your business, grow your savings for your future, or building your dream home for your family, we are committed to helping you achieve your goals. Community Bank, a bank that knows community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
4: This is the opening Agri Market Report. At the open of the New York Cotton Exchange: December cotton was up two twenty-one to one hundred one twenty-eight. March cotton was up two thirty-three to ninety-eight sixty. At the open of the Chicago Board of Trade: November soybeans were up nineteen and a quarter to fourteen forty-seven and three quarters per bushel. January soybeans were up eighteen and a quarter to fourteen fifty-two and three quarters per bushel. December corn was up ten cents to six twenty-four per bushel. March corn was up nine and a quarter to six and three At the Mercantile, October live cattle is up a dollar to one forty-four seventeen. December live cattle is up seventy-five to one fifty forty. September feeders up seventy to one eighty-three seventeen. October feeders up fifty-two to one eighty-six ten. And at the open, the Dow Jones is up four hundred eighty-one points, dollars thousand two fifty-five. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network.
1: That's Hello, bumping us into this segment. We are in the Element Well Studios. Gerard and Rhino on this. Hump date. On the C Spire text line. So I was just saying that it's not my style. I, I don't make a habit of just speaking in, in a harsh fashion, making fun of people, demeaning them. Uh, policy, I do. Regularly. Uh, and when the President, from a physical perspective, I-, I think does not properly project adequately sufficiently project what I think is needed out of that office i 'll say something but I said something yesterday, and you probably saw the video most people have since then with him uh, trying to put his jacket on and his You saw his glasses, too, kind of funny. What about the, you mentioned it yesterday, the wanting to shake hands with Chuck Schumer?
2: Oh, yeah, he forgot he'd already shaken his hand. Stood there with his hand out for like five seconds before, oh, yeah, I already shook his hand.
1: So to set that up for you, folks, Schumer was at the podium. Looked like at the White House, right? Yeah, at the lawn. That's what it looked like at the lawn. And so Schumer was at the podium, and I think he was discussing the Senate uh, passing the Inflation Reduction Act. And behind him were four people maybe which yes. included pelosi I don't, I don't know who the gentleman was on the far left the black gentleman and then it was next to him left to right was the president i can't remember who was next and then pelosi was in that group but anyhow after he delivered his remarks chuck schumer he turned around and starting left to right shook hands
2: i think he actually started with the president
1: I think you're right. And then he went to the person on... Which would on, make sense. Oh, uh, That's right. And then he went to the person... That's exactly right. Went to the person on the president's right, on the left as you looked at it, the far left. And then skipped over, already sh- having shaken hands with the president, went down the line, the other two or three, returned to the podium. And when he did that, you could visibly see President Biden s- scratching his head and gesturing as like, hey, Chuck forgot about me. Like, no, he didn't. Like ten seconds ago, he shook your hand, Mr. President. First, when you see stuff like that, that's bothersome. That that I think demonstrates something's wrong mentally. Like that, I mean, just we're not talking about remembering something that happened years ago. We're talking about ten seconds ago. He didn't skip you, but he he looked miffed, did he not? He he, he literally took his index finger and scratched his head. Kind of like saying, "Well, what about me?" And and it extended his hands, as, you know his hands kind of raised to the sky, like, "Hey, what about me?" That uh, that was bothersome in my view. And then within 24 hours, the jacket incident, right before that. So on the and 24 hours later, zero, right, zero, the zero inflation. inflation, right. So on the ceasefire text line, someone says, "Speaking to me, I just said it's not my style to mock or demean." Uh, or I guess just partially criticize with vitriol like that, but you know this situation here is worth pointing out because it again it makes you wonder who the heck's in charge and is this guy fit for the office? Says might not be your style, but has anyone that you know ever had as many insults lodged your way? Talking about Trump, you know I would say get over it. You're a big boy. If if your reaction to insults from others is to insult them, I I would just say that's, I mean, I get it, I understand how that could push you over the threshold. I'm not saying I'm perfect and have never done that whatsoever. I'm just saying that I I respect a person who can rise above that. Let them have their fun with that. I would also say that, you know, in fairness to, to the listener here, the President's pretty good about Launching insults um, before anybody insults him, and he's very good at it. He's effective, I think, to a great extent. All his nicknames for all of his uh, opponents in the primary Republican opponent opponents: Lion Ted, and Little Marco, and Low Energy Jeb. <laughs> I mean, Please, it's, it's funny. He's pretty good at that. And I I consider that, honestly, mild. I mean, I'm not really talking about that sort of stuff. But when. Jeb had it coming. Oh, there's no doubt he about it. He brought it on it. himself. No doubt about it. And I, the best part about that deal is he had more money than anybody, right? I mean, he went into that deal. Comes from. A, a dynasty, a political dynasty, and he got his butt handed to it because he was <laughs> because just a whoever bad, he
2: hired to run his campaign must have been a blooming idiot. That was terrible. Who just, thought Jeb! Exclamation point was really going to be the the imaging <laughs> to win it all. I'd
1: forgotten about that. He was just a terrible candidate. Let's just be honest. That's why you got the please clap. Yeah. So, you know, I guess some a cross maybe between. Pence, the choir boy, and Trump, maybe that would kind of suit my fancy there. That's just me. But look, that's why we suited up. That's why we have, hopefully, choices for candidates. And sometimes you do have to accept things you don't like to get things you want. That's just life. And that happens certainly in politics. And I did. That's why I voted for him and would vote for him again. We'll step aside for a break when we come back. Colonel Gannon Burton from the United States Marine Corps, retired. Colonel Burton, stay with us.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at Barone'sTreePros.com. Fox News.
16: I'm Chris Foster. Donald Trump in a statement says he's done nothing wrong and exercises his right to not answer questions during a deposition for the New York State Attorney General's civil investigation. Mr. Trump and his company are facing possible financial penalties. One reason perhaps he decided to plead the fifth, the district attorney in New York has a parallel, his own
5: investigation, which is criminal in nature. And it is very possible that the district attorney would be able to access this deposition and use it against Mr. Trump if he goes
16: forward with any criminal prosecution. Fox's David Lee Miller in New York. President Biden signs a law expanding health care benefits for veterans exposed to toxic burn pits.
4: Burn pits of
0: football fields than incinerated wastes of war such as tires poisonous chemicals jet fuel and so much more I won't even mention
16: the pits were in use till 2010 America's listening to Fox News
7: guys have Viagra and Cialis let you down it can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Our state is moving to new voting machines that will include a voter verifiable paper ballot, not just an electronic vote. Secretary of State Michael Watson told us these machines do not have the ability to connect to the internet. You know,
16: we only had two counties that actually had that capability going into this, but now mm-hmm. uh, none of the counties will have that ability to, to connect those machines to the Internet. They they did not. Uh, you know, the, the, the key piece there is uh, the two counties that had it, it was basically transferring information back to uh, Election yeah. Central.
14: Over half the voting population is already on these new machines, and all counties have to switch over by 2024. For the latest Mississippi updates, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. Did you know that Mississippi Industries for the Blind has been serving our community for over 80 years? MIB supports our efforts by selling the products we manufacture as well as offering office and janitorial supplies. MIB can help you kill COVID with our germicidal surface disinfectants and help keep your hands clean with our Purell soap and sanitizers. Shop with a purpose. You'll be helping yourself, your business and other Mississippians Check us out at msblind.org.
12: Why join Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation if I'm not a farmer? Let's start with the valuable discounts on vehicles, travel, farm equipment, and much more. All of which would cover the cost of your membership. Throw in the insurance products, smarter banking, and agricultural advocacy, and the choice is clear. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at
8: msfb.org.
14: Mississippi leads the world in putting people behind bars. A study from the World Population Review shows that the Magnolia State has more inmates per capita than any other state or nation. While the population of American prisons as a whole has decreased by 16% since the onset of the COVID pandemic, Mississippi's rate continues to rise. The state added more than 1,500 new prisoners within the past six months. August 1st, Mississippi hit a record high prison population of 18,080, and if the state continues to incarcerate at this pace, the population will reach over 19,000 by the end of the year. Jackson Police Officer Jackaz Brown has been arrested by officials with the Hines County Sheriff's Office for being in possession of a stolen firearm. is currently on administrative leave for a personnel matter. No further updates have been provided.
11: Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who are they giving to? Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk, at the Timeout Lounge. Don't just be a fan. Be a player. Be a winner. Get to Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans. We're here to play.
5: Since April 1st, Blue Cross has excluded UMMC from its network, potentially forcing you to pay more or drive further for care. You deserve better access and more convenience from
18: your health plan. Learn more at UMMCcares.com. Join Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation studio. Contact MCEF today. Leading the way in training, credentials, and job placement
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi, coming at you live from the Element Well Studios on this. Hump Day! Gerard and Rhino welcoming Colonel Gannon Burton, retired from the United States Marine Corps, Colonel Burton, and your handle, right? Is that what it's called? It's Crow. Crow, yeah. Right. Crow, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so you were in the Marine Corps
19: and a, and a pilot. Yeah, I what? flew F-18s in the Marine Corps for uh, over 20 years of that. Wow. Uh, graduated Top Gun uh, back all the way back in uh, 2002, and then following uh, that tour, I got selected for test pilot school, and I went out and found I was a test pilot for uh, a few years. Went to Edwards Air Force Base, a so test pilot school, and then after that went up to China Lake and I was a test pilot there. Awesome. Uh, I got to fly you know, Hornets, Super Hornets, and uh, about 25 different other aircraft during that time at test pilot school, too.
1: Yeah. So what does the Marine Corps use F-18s for, exactly?
19: Well, it's fighter attack aircraft, so it's a multi-purpose uh, aircraft. and. Uh, you know, we use it primarily, uh, and we released it during the during our uh, long war. Uh, we used it primarily uh, for ISR, CAS, close air support, uh, interdiction, surveillance, reconnaissance uh, missions like that. And then it's also a uh, it can be a frontline fighter aircraft and do air dominance, air superiority.
1: Gotcha. Because these are also uh, used uh, by the Navy, right? Oh yeah, and and absolutely. I mean, that's kind of their their is that their primary.
19: Yeah. That's the way they were originally designed. I actually did a tour uh, on the John C. Stennis, so I, I did uh, two years on that, so I've got my time behind the boat and the yeah. ship. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: So, a uh, li- little different than the, than the 16, the oh, different yeah. aircraft in that respect. So. Yeah.
19: Hornets and Vipers, we talk about it. It's a, it's a great fight, so we love to – they're, they're <laughs> just a little bit different. Uh, we, we say with the Hornet, you know, don't mess around with a Viper. Kill it quick, just like you would a, a, a snake. Uh, because over time they can build more energy than you, so you got okay. you got to use your maneuverability.
1: Both with the dual vertical stabilizers. No, though. the F sixteen is a single tail. Sixteen is a single tail, which I thought was used by the
19: uh, U.S. Air, Air Force. Air that's Force. Right. right? But yeah. I got to fly yeah. those at uh, at test pilot. Okay. School. Yeah, the L- little smaller aircraft. And, yeah, it's smaller. It's uh, it's lighter, uh, and it can. Uh, it's got a better thrust to weight ratio. Uh, it can't turn as quick, but it can sustain a turn because of its uh, its higher thrust to weight ratio. Just different application. That's right. Yes. Yeah, That's yeah, right.
1: So, yeah. Okay. Well, cool. So, and then graduated from Top Gun
19: yeah yeah i was uh, uh the guy that was going uh got sick and i they they said next guy up and uh and all of a sudden I got thrown into it with about three or four weeks notice and uh got myself as prepared as i could and then I uh, got to go off and uh, what a grand adventure that is. you know to this date still uh probably the most professional training experience that I'd went through, just the way and the the talent of the of the- instructors and the staff there and then they send you back to take those skills and instruct. You know, back in your squadron once you're, uh, yeah. once you've went through that, it's a big investment by the unit to send you there and, and maintainers and with aircraft because they got you're going to go away for six, six or eight weeks, and then uh, when you get back, you're expected to um, to train everybody else up and get them up to standard.
1: So, so the obvious question is, how accurate are the movies in uh, portraying the real Top Gun?
19: You know, I. I I told folks, you know, what they capture really good is the emotional experience of it. Okay. Uh, so sure. and and how you feel and uh and the uh the intensity. Uh I think it does a good job there with the flying. Uh some of that's a, a little half baked, but it's uh it's look, it's a contact sport. Yeah. It really is. It's, sure. it's violent.
1: Sure. Uh are you concerned about uh, the top brasses uh, sort of changing the philosophy and yeah. almost repurposing the military. We've talked about it extensively on the program, uh, General Milley in particular. Uh, when he when he testified and said that white rage
19: was the yeah. biggest issue facing the military, and and you know part of the reason I, I had to go was just the uh, the transition uh, and what I saw there the uh, the wokeness uh, was definitely a part of my decision to retire, and I think a lot for a lot of folks, uh, I grew up in what I believe was a colorblind meritocracy, you know, and no organization is perfect, and you're always striving to be better, uh, but when they focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, and the identity politics coming to the forefront, that's really divisive. Uh, and it gets away from the objective, uh, which is, you know, you, you need you know, to focus on the mission and accomplish the mission. And you have to promote senior leaders based on their performance, not their political reliability. And it just felt like, you know, these guys were being looked at for how politically reliable they, they were for the regime that was c- coming in. And you saw a rapid change of behavior uh, in the way our, our senior leaders were testifying and talking there. But. Underneath, it was already happening. You know, we were seeing it happen at the Naval Academy, where where folks were, you know, these classes are being taught on critical race theory, uh, these books that are coming out on, on reading lists. You know, professional reading list, uh, yeah, uh, like even Uh mm-hmm. and those books uh, just had nothing to do with actual leadership m- mission accomplishment. Now, you know, the best I could say for the the military the top military brass. maybe they were reacting to what was happening in our schools and they were trying to relate to to those kids, but that's not the answer. The answer is mission first, people always. You treat everybody with dignity and respect, mm-hmm. and you promote people based on their capability and the content of the character and, and sure. their, their accomplishments and what they were able, able to do with whatever situation they found themselves in.
1: Sure. Know? Yeah. Uh, we talked about uh, in the Air Force the privilege walks that uh, the airmen were discussing that they were being forced to go through and to go through this exercise that we're seeing happening in schools and a, right. and a, a multitude of private enterprises as well where the, a, a series of um, characteristics are listed on one side and you have to match those up with uh, uh, whether or not that's a victim indicative of being a victim or an oppressor, and right. we're just dividing people into these groups and categorizing everybody, and and doing that in the military just seems counterproductive to the mission of the military.
19: Sure, and it shows distrust between you know your sub- leaders and your subordinates, and. You're asking your subordinates who come into the military. You really don't know when you first get in the military what you're getting into. I mean, you may have have a concept of it, unless you were – maybe if you were a military brat and you grew up uh, in in the family, you might have had a really good idea what you're getting into. But for most of us, and especially our our list of kids who come from all over the country, from small towns all over the country, they don't know what they're getting into. And if the first thing that they're told is – hey, we need to start uh, looking at people based on the color of their skin and not how they behave. It's like you're, so the first thing you're doing is you're asking them to question the authority that, that are there, and, and the people that are, that are promoted above them are there to keep them alive or at least make sure that their, their lives aren't wasted uh, against, uh, against objectives that uh, aren't, aren't necessary. Yeah, I've
1: seen it, uh, and I should say heard it anecdotally from uh, uh, veterans, ex-members, retired members of the military. I've seen some accounts shared by active members of the military, or those going to West Point, Air Force Academy, the Naval Academy, that have all, all reported the same. It, uh, Rhino and I have talked about the, um, the promotion and advertising to try to, to try to recruit people into the military. And we're down. Uh, there's, that's a big story. Yeah. The military is deeply concerned about that. The Army, I think, is uh, experiencing a, a shortfall of about ten thousand uh,
19: this year, is what they're projecting, which is a lot. Right. And uh, I mean, it, there's there's multiple reasons for that. One, people don't want to join that. They want they want to join a, a, a team that's yeah. focused on a mission. And the other is I think these I think these vaccine mandates are having something to do with it, right? Because the vaccine, and and that's actually the reason I, I got out within three months when after I had a conversation with a doctor uh that wasn't pleasant to have with them you know and i asked him i go well tell me about this vaccine you know what's the long-term effects well i can't tell you that okay so is this a threat to me Uh, not really uh so if i take this am i gonna not get COVID? no uh if i take this will i not be able to spread COVID? no and so the the operational risk management look at this is like there's this is an unnecessary risk especially when i was planning on probably retiring within a couple of years anyway it's like it, it this doesn't make sense yeah and so we're forcing this young healthy population to take a vaccine which we know doesn't keep them from getting a spread of it and we don't know what the long-term effects are i mean that is a fact and that doctor sat there in the office and told me that and then and they're still forcing this vaccine on people and and frankly i don't even think they should be offering it to young healthy people going into the military it doesn't it doesn't make sense logically yeah.
1: Yeah, I understand. I, I do think that is a, a deterrent, but I know some of the promotion and advertising is what's disturbed me, and uh, I contrasted that to uh, an era from uh, my my college days where it was something I thought about, and the the advertising really was uh, was energizing. It was uh, it was attractive. It made sure. the military yeah. made military service look no, the no, like the noble service that it is, and I think it was very effective. And now it's you know we're going
19: after transgenders. It's just right. crazy. Well, you want and, and it's it's a heroic service, right? And it is an honorable service. And the this is the greatest country in the world still, even though there's some crazy stuff going on in it, uh, which we we need to save. But when you when you focus on something other than that heroic aspect and the noble aspect of military service, you're you're just not going to get as many people to sign up for it. And this whole making it about you or identity politics doesn't work either because people are com- they they are who they are. They want to join a team. They wanna they want to become something greater than themselves. They sure. want to serve something greater than themselves.
1: And I think a lot of folks that uh, maybe are at that point in their life, they're not really sure what they want to do long term, and they and they opt to enter the military. Uh, I think you're right. They want to be part of a team. They want to be part of a purpose sure. and, and a mission. And uh, to a great extent, it's it's the structure of the military and the discipline. Uh, that they that they seek and it's also what they need often so absolutely yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, you want to hang around for another segment kind sure. of see what else you got going on? I know you're involved with a couple of organizations as well,
19: right? Yeah, I want to talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about Mississippi for America first and uh, some things we got going on and uh, some stuff in the second second district. All right
1: we'll take a break right here. We've got Colonel Gannon Crow of Burton in the Element well Studios. middays will be right back.
9: esi supply.net it's not if you're gonna have a spill at your business or workplace it's when esi Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll esi supply.net boom products oil gator oil dry spill kits and much more esi supply.net
11: Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in
16: the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: (laughs) Rumors spread around United you know, takes his time
13: by the shack outside the game And you know what I'm talking about Just let me know if you wanna go to that whole
7: mouth on the rings you got a lot of nice girls
1: We're back in the Element Well studios, midday, Super Talk, Mississippi. We've got Colonel Gannon Burton in the studio, a Top Gun graduate, retiring from the United States Marine Corps, several years of flying F 18s, right, and a number of other that's aircraft right. as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, but appreciate you being here. So. Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, an organization that you, I believe you launched it, right?
19: That's right. It's uh, Mississippi for America First. So just to back up for a second is uh, I was born here in Mississippi. I say that I was born in Red Bay, Alabama, Alabama, but everybody in that part of Mississippi was born at Red Bay because that was the nearest hospital. I got you. And then I uh, went to high school, graduated from Belmont High, went to uh, Northeast Mississippi Community College, and then Mississippi State University and graduated from there with a degree in electrical engineering. Gotcha. And, uh, and, and had an amazing career, and uh, I'm going around and I'm talking to folks about that and uh, and thanking them, because if you see a turtle up on a fence post and you're walking through a field, that, that guy didn't get there by himself, right? It took yeah. a community and a lot of folks raising coaches and everything else. And, and when you're out there on the tip of the spear, and you're, uh, and, you're, and you're hooking and jabbing, you forget a lot about all that infrastructure that's behind you that was helping you out along the way that, that was there. And there was a community back in. They were in the back of my mind when I was out there because I didn't want to let them down. Yeah. But uh, I didn't appreciate how much work they were doing, you know, the, setting up the schools, you know, uh, setting up the school programs, going and coaching f- football or, or helping out the, the little league teams. All that stuff matters, right? The churches and those folks serving. Um, so – when Carol and I left uh, Korea uh, for the Pentagon, which was my last tour, and we landed in D.C., it just reminded me of a uh, dystopian environment that was locked down. We were right there at the height of the COVID, and it was it was really really bad to see. And, I, and it looked like the community wasn't wasn't functioning. Yeah. Um, and so, I, I, when I made the decision to retire, I got to get back here to Mississippi, uh, set up my own individual sources of protein and all that uh, on our farm. Uh, I got we, we we got everything set up where we could survive, we knew it would be good, and then uh, and I'm looking around, I'm like, I, I can't just retire here and you know, set up my aiming stakes and prepare for a zombie apocalypse, I gotta get out there and do something. So, uh, started an organization with some uh, good friend Ken Delaney, uh, and um. Some of the great folks uh, call Missy before America first, mm-hmm. and uh, really what it does is it helps me uh, get around and, and say yes to an event like this, an opportunity to come and talk to you guys and, and thank folks for their service, and then also at the same time tell them you know that there's hope and we got to stay engaged and we got to hold our elected leader, leaders accountable for what's going on in the country right now and try to establish that. And so one of the you know main goals of it. Is to uh, put pressure on our the folks that we put up on the fence post. Uh, put pressure on our on our specifically our federal representatives to get out on the national stage and and coordinate a message and push back against this insanity that we're seeing going on. You know, Trump Mar a Lago. Just when you think it can't get any worse, you find out that there was a congressman yesterday that had his phone raided for God's sakes. You know, so we've got this two tier justice system that's happening. It's happening real time. We're seeing that, and that's not the country that I uh, that I. Uh, thought I was fighting for you know and the country I, I was fighting for was one where we had a, you know equal justice on the law just like it says on, on the steps of the Supreme Court so what I've noticed here is uh, just quick uh, is we've got pretty good state representatives they're working hard you got Lynn Fitch Annie Gibson Shad White you know and these folks and I'm meeting them uh, and I'm 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 impressed. You know, it's like they're they're trying, they're serving their best. But what's happening coming down from the federal government and these policies that are coming down are just a- absolutely crushing us. The inflation, the crime, the fentanyl, the open borders—all those things are happening, and we have got to get our elected representatives. We got to get behind them, and but we have to make sure that they actually carry our voice to DC and that they and that they express the outrage and the pain that that folks are feeling. So that's what Mississippi for America First is about. You can find us at www.mfaf.us. Uh, we've got uh, new content coming up there from time to time, and uh, and then you can also, if you, if you want me to come speak at, at an event, if you got an event that's community related, uh, that's action oriented, uh, I'll be happy to. You, know, you can contact me on that website, and uh, and I'll come down and uh, and I'll give you. And I'll give you some time. We'll talk about service. We'll talk about how important it is, and we'll talk about some ideas to, for holding our elected representatives accountable.
1: So, can you share some of those with us, uh, Colonel? That that you you feel that our elected representatives, and I assume you're you're referring to Mississippi's delegation, Mil- Mississippi or? Okay. delegation okay.
19: in particular. Yeah, you know it's it's you know. We have we have the World Economic Forum out there that's that's influencing us. We have the Chinese Communist Party. If you read a book called Chaos Under Heaven by Josh Rogan, you'll find out that uh, a lot of our elites have been captured. You know, and then uh, you know, and I think Roger Wicker's a great guy, but you know what? He was at Davos. He went to Davos this year, May twenty two. And he's hanging out with the folks at the World Economic Forum who are putting these policies out that are crushing us. And it's it's and it's not just crushing us. I think they're trying to to take away our human agency. And we need we need them to know that we're watching, we need them to push back against those policies, and they need to do it publicly. They need to pick up the microphone that they've got and they need to they need to speak out and they need to speak out in Washington and they need to figure out a way to break into that DC bubble. So I ask them, you know, what's your media strategy? What's your what's your media strategy to, to actually break through and, and bust through? Uh, you know, I I, um, it's not Mississippi for America first doesn't endorse candidates, but I do. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going in to help Brian Flowers because I think what Benny Thompson is doing with the January 6th commission is absolutely reprehensible. Uh, the policies that he's got, these open border policies that he's got in the in the inflation that's being driven through these in, in, you know massive spending bills is actually crushing the delta. 400 percent rise in fertilizer, right? All that. So. You know, there's not. Brian needs help. He he needs the uh, financial support, but I think he's going to need moral support and people to get out there. And so I, you know, I made this sign. It's like, okay, if you can't give money, you can go stand in front of a gas station, on a corner, and say, hey, Benny did this. You know, gotcha. and let folks know. And so getting getting oriented on it, you know, and like, okay, Benny Thompson. You know, he's he's the guy. He needs to hear from you. You need to tell him this is not okay. You know, we put you in front. And what's going on in our country is not okay. It's not okay that fertilizers prices are 400 percent. That farmers can't fertilize their fields, and not only that, but the cost that they're getting, they're not able to pass that pass their cost on. You know, the, the the beef prices are being kept low, which is insane. But it's it's happening because the beef is flooding the market. Because people can't afford to feed them, they can't afford the hay, they can't afford the diesel fuel to uh, uh, to do what they they got to do. So.
1: Yeah, we had uh, Mike McCormick, uh, that's the president of Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, in this building, as a matter of fact, on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about uh, some of those economic headwinds and uh, serious concerns that uh, his members have. The farmers here in Mississippi, they're all being really just hit hard with these uh, input price increases and and not able to pass those on so it's it's disturbing no doubt about that so
19: and that's a good question too it's like so he's probably talking about he's you know it's got to put his business into or our business because it is kind of a, a, a collective into uh into jeopardy right because the, how many these farmers have farmers insurance and and they can't make bills so now all that that whole system you know gets you know stressed right
1: yeah, it, it does, and uh, so it's a combination of things. It's not only economic issues that have uh, plagued the uh, agricultural industry in Mississippi this year, but he mentioned that weather, that the dry weather in June, you know, which is, is, is prime growing season uh, for the crops, w- was a big issue, and they were concerned about it at the time. Last year, we had record flooding in June, as I recall, and then this year, uh, we had really dry weather, so you, you, and you always got that to contend with. I sure. mean, that's just part of the industry. They're pretty resilient when it comes to that, but you you just got all these other global economic factors that are figuring in to the cost of farming operations. Yeah, there's serious concerns on his part, and and I've you know come across a number uh, of articles that say the same about farming in general across the country. There there has been a rush. Of uh, dumping cattle prematurely onto the uh, onto the market, which is not in the best interest of cattle farmers. A lot of that's being driven by the drought in the West is is sure. one particular issue. So, uh, but anyhow, that I mean that's that's part of that industry and it goes through those cycles. But some of the
19: economic. Uh, challenges were avoidable. I think there's no doubt about that. Well, with the price of fuel, that's 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 completely self-inflicted, and it's the Biden administration that is doing that. And they're they've got on this green New Deal kick uh, and green energy uh, kick. When we were actually an energy independent, you know, uh, just over a year ago, we we were producing, we were a net exporter of oil, and they shut it down. And they did that by sending signals to the gas and oil industry, and they're listening. And yeah. So, so we need some policies with some long-term leases, you know, and 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 they need signals that that hey, the government's not coming in to shut you down, and you're going to get a return on your investment, and we need you to pump, and the the farmers need that fuel, you know, yeah. and we need that fuel.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I I've, I've said from the beginning if the president would come out today and say hey, we're gonna we're gonna uh, cut all the anti-fossil fuels rhetoric, and we're gonna get out of the way and let the industry produce and thrive, and we're gonna get out out of their uh, their world and off their backs for. 20, 25 years, we'd see a completely different reaction out of that industry. But they're Absolutely. they're dug in to completely eviscerate the fossil fuels industry. Unfortunately, and we're all paying for it as a result. Mm. Yeah. I'll, I don't know. Don't see that getting better. To
19: there's a political change. Sounds like that's what you're trying to do. We're trying to put pressure on them to to represent us, and Got that's it. what we want. I want them to pick up their mic. Pick up your mic if you're out there. <laughs> Colonel Gannon
1: Crow Burton. Retired from the United States Marine Corps. Been our guest here on middays. We'll step aside right here. Appreciate it, Colonel. Thanks for coming on.
19: Thank you. Really appreciate it.
1: We'll be right back.
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny conditions, a 70% chance of rain, high near 88. Tonight, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 72. A 70% chance of rain for your Thursday, partly sunny, high near 89. And for finally Friday, a 50-50 shot of showers, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871.
5: Pilium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at pilium.com.
11: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils.
3: guns to sell be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show thousands of buyers will be there instant background checks available for gun purchases the big one the great southern gun and knife show this weekend saturday nine to five sunday ten to five at the trademark building on the fairgrounds take the high street exit off i-55 and follow the signs exercise your right to keep and bear arms while you're there be sure to register for the door prize see you this weekend at the big one sure as shooting don't, don't miss, miss it, it.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Our state is moving to new voting machines that will include a voter verifiable paper ballot, not just an electronic vote. Secretary of State Michael Watson told us these machines do not have the ability to connect to the internet.
16: You know, we only had two counties that actually had that capability going into this, but now mm-hmm. uh, none of the counties will have that ability to, to connect those machines to the Internet. They they did not. Uh, you know, the, the, the key piece there is uh, the two counties that had it, w- it was basically transferring information back to uh, Election yep. Central.
14: Over half the voting population is already on these new machines and all counties have to switch over by 2024. For the latest Mississippi updates, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm.
5: Have you ever seen a field of corn or soybeans or cotton growing along the highway? Think about that for a moment. From tiny seeds comes this field of crops. You and I need to live our lives every day. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. We began much the same way, as a seed of an idea that took root in 1922. In the 100 years since, the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation has contributed so much to our lives across every county of this state. From insurance to hospitals, from private property rights to road and bridge repair, Mississippi Farm Bureau has fought to make a better way of life for Mississippians, member or not. So, while agriculture is important, we are not just a farm organization. 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and farm bureau
0: Okay, is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbbert. On Super Talk Mississippi. Yeah, I ain't got a feeling.
11: Oh, please believe me. I'd hate to miss the train. Yes, i do.
13: yeah.
1: Back, everyone. Middays, Super Talk, Mississippi. We are in the Element Wealth Studios on this hump day. So, on the ceasefire tax line, uh, let's see. Hey, Gerard, I'm curious what's your stance on Brittany Griner? Well, that's a, it's an easy one. You know, I believe in sovereignty of nations, and and by that I mean I think every nation has the right to govern the way it sees fit. Now, I would like to see every nation be a democracy. I like the Republican form of the representative form of government that we have here in this country. I think it is the best. Could use some adjustments here and there, but in general, still better than anywhere else by a long shot. And I say that uh, as background because you're in Russia. They have extremely strict laws about drugs, possession thereof. You ought to know that before you go into the country, right? Pretty much. Now, do I think the punishment was unreasonably harsh? Yeah, I do. I'll say that. But you're in their country. Now, on the other hand, you've, talking about Brittany Griner, you've put a lot of effort into criticizing, demeaning, condemning this country. You have called for it to convert to all out of socialism. Believe I'm writing that in, in the accounts I've read about her story. You you see the same, Rhina? Yeah. And you have enjoyed the spoils that we all do in this country, yet you see fit to constantly tear it down. Condemn it. Demean it. Now you see what it's like to live in a corrupt, centrally planned country, be present in one. That karma is hell. That's what I think. Again, I think the punishment's ridiculous. I think it's harsh. I could never support similar laws here in this country. I think it's ridiculous. But... You should have known. You should have known. And I just wonder now, and I don't know if, if she's been locked up or not yet. I don't know what the status is. Is she in jail yet, Rhino? Do you know?
2: I don't know. Griner. Yes, she uh, has been sentenced to nine years in prison after being found guilty, and I do believe she is in prison. Okay, so she's physically...
1: Incarcerated. Yes. I hope she thinks about her past condemnation of this country. I hope she sits there and takes stock of the contrast between this country and the one that she's now locked up in. I just wonder if she has ever Unlocked, emancipated, and returns to this country, you're going to get on your knees again during the national anthem? You're going to describe it as evil, institutionally racist, a, a country that was built with European white supremacist philosophy? And culture? Are you going to do that? Why don't you criticize where you are? Oh, because you probably end up dead. Is that right? Good chance if you started speaking out against that government. Not quite to the extent China is, but wouldn't surprise me if you just kind of show up missing
2: if you did that. Well, it seems like pretty much anybody that opposes Putin in Russia of a high enough um, media standing, you wind up getting poisoned suspiciously. Right. It doesn't always kill you, but it usually winds up debilitating you.
1: So while we have been highly critical of this raid on Mar-a-Lago, it's because it smells like what the hell goes on over there. That's why. Because government starts... Government engages in abuse of power, but yet we're told by the left that showing your ID to vote is a threat to democracy and sending the issue of abortion back to the states. That's the end of democracy and all kinds of stupid stuff like that. No, the end of democracy is when the nation's premier law enforcement agency is politicized is weaponized for political gain. That's the end of democracy. That's what happens in those countries. That's why they suck. <laughs> Just be honest about it. Think of the potential Russia and China have if they could somehow end the corruption and convert to a government of and, and for the people, one that is structured based on law that essentially emulates our Constitution.
2: Well, there's not really a good one-to-one for Russia, but if you look at the work ethic and culture of the Chinese people combined with the free market capitalism that a representative democracy provides, just compare China and Taiwan.
1: Great point. Hong Kong. Singapore. Golly. I mean, look what happened in Venezuela. Iran. Go look at photos of Iran in the 70s. Looks like any American city in the 70s. Right? Yeah. Look at it today. Bright colors, nice cars, new clothes. People walking around the streets, minding their business, working, earning a living, money in their pocket. What about today? Destitute. Extreme poverty in some areas. Venezuela. All of these countries attempted, they didn't attempt. They were overthrown, essentially. They were seized by socialists who took over. Putin and his henchmen, all corrupt. Every one of them. Think of how crazy that is. We get, the left in this country gets bent out of shape because corporate CEOs and entrepreneurs create these companies that produce enormous value for society. And they get wealthy doing it. What the hell is Putin and his henchmen, his inner circle done? to earn the massive amount of wealth they got. What about that, Brittany Griner? Why don't you call them out for that? But over here, it's, cra- it's crazy when you think about it. That Jeff Bezos, he's just got too much money. he got to pay more. Pay your fair share. It's unbelievable. And every single one of them, every single one of them, benefit from what he did. Every one of them.
2: There's nothing stopping every card-carrying socialist with a Democrat by their name from just getting together, and I don't know Nevada or Kansas or Michigan, just just co- coalesce into one big pile, and everybody make a big pile of all your money, and then divvy it up equally. If you really believe that's the way to go, that's nothing so true. stopping you. It's a free country. Just I, don't make everybody else have to buy into that stupidity. I I
1: say all of that stuff is to call attention to themselves. It's the dopamine crap you talked about. That's all. Look at me. I'm kneeling down during the national anthem. I'm so virtuous and noble. Don't you love me? And they will. They'll shower praise on that person.
2: You got it now. (laughs) I mean. I just find it disgusting that VP Kamala Harris felt the need to make a statement on the imprisonment of Brittany Griner over marijuana charges when she herself put countless individuals in prison in california for marijuana absolutely true but then for political purposes
1: you remember in the radio studio in the interview i don't remember who was interviewing oh yeah i smoked marijuana and i inhaled yeah i did And listening to rap music and crap who knows who cares but that was just all pandering junk that's all that was it's disgusting Man, you got to be who you are. Just be who you are. If that's who you are, fine. But you can't say that like you said Rhino and then but have a history of locking up locking up people that did the same thing. That's duplicitous, it's hypocritical, it's contradictory. it's, it's despicable. Foreigner bumping us out. Another segment. And then Kimberly Remack president of the Mississippi Federation of Republican Women, after the
5: top of the hour. Stay with us. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington pontoon boats, all powered by Yamaha
9: Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon. The dealership that's
12: service-built. Month long, we're celebrating the red, white, and blue with huge savings to you at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. That's right. Nothing is more American than saving big on your next new vehicle, and we have a great selection of Mitsubishis to choose from. Right now, pay only $249 per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirages. That's just $249 per month. And with gas prices being so high, the Mirage's 40 MPGs will keep more cash in your pocket. Bring your trade. We'll get a top dollar for it. Shop from over 1,500 quality pre owned vehicles right now at RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Buy with confidence with a 20 year 250,000 mile powertrain warranty from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. 100% credit approval is our number one goal no matter your past credit history. So come celebrate the red, white, and blue and say big while doing so all month long at Ridgeland Mitsubishi where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi Mirage, 10% down, 2.97 for 17 months. You get payable approval.
18: This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back.
4: This is the Midday AgriMarket Report. The first of the ships to leave Ukraine under a deal to unblock grain supplies to stave off a potential global food crisis arrived to its destination in Turkey on Monday as Russia again accused Ukraine of shelling Europe's largest nuclear power station. The Turkey-flagged Polonet docked at a port in the Gulf of Izmit after setting off from Ukraine on August 5th, laden with 12,000 tons of corn. This sends a message of hope to every family in the Middle East, Africa, and Asia. Ukraine won't abandon you. That according to Ukraine Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuleba. If Russia sticks to its obligations, the green corridor will keep maintaining global food security. A total of 12 ships have now been authorized to sail under the Green Deal. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk
9: Mississippi AgriNews Network.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Super Talk, Mississippi. Element Wealth Studios, middays. Gary in the Berg says it's all about making Trump the issue for the midterms. Talking about all this stuff going after him here. Tax returns. Says he's taking the fifth, is the latest report in uh, his deposition scheduled for today, I believe. Right with the New York State Attorney General, and and that's honestly they have a a better chance I think of coming up with something. The the goal, by the way, I think the January 6th hearings, I think the various investigations, the Russia hoax crap, I think the FBI situation down at Mar-a-Lago. I, the the goal is again, to disqualify him from running for office. Period. End of story. I say again, if your policies are so dang good, why are you worried about him? They ought to be able to stand... I mean, if you're taking victory laps on everything Joe Biden's done in the last two weeks, you ought to be a shoe in for the midterms and for the next presidential election. Why do you care about Trump? right you should be able to promote and sell your accomplishments what you've done and people should experience realize feel those and happily support your party i don't get it seriously but no they want him out of the way that's what this is all about and the january 6th deal they're i mean they're working feverishly to find something that is indictable simple as that the the um, raid at Mar-a-Lago, uh, that is all about what can we find. I say again, if they drill a dry hole here and don't come up with anything, it's going to hurt them. I think it's going to hurt them within, again, that critical group of independents that really make or break a presidential election. I think it's going to hurt them. Now, if they know something, the rest of us don't. As Ben from Madison said earlier, sure, let that play out. If they come up with something, and it just clearly is, is, is some egregious violation of law, the president's broken the law, I think any right-minded person, fair-minded person would say, well, yeah, that can't do that. But I think we would also say, we got to apply this across the board. Equally, equitably, no one, you're right, Nancy Pelosi, no one is above it, including you, including Biden, all the other thugs. <laughs> you're right. We're with you on that. But that's not what you mean, because you don't think anybody in your circles, in your party, has ever broken the law. That's the bottom line there. You believe this works in your favor. So I do I do agree. This is all about Trying to find so I do believe, it's all about trying to find something that renders him ineligible to seek office. I still say, why is that such a big deal? You ought to be able to win outright, no problem. You're making life so much better, Joe Biden just said it. You're getting around the kitchen table immediately talking about how you can pay your bills now. All that kind of stuff. Zero inflation, right, what Rhino told us earlier. Man, oh man. Do you really think they know anything? Just a witch hunt, I think," says Jason from Grenada. I I don't know, honestly. I I do think that it is prudent to wait and see, Jason. In my view, it is. I don't know. They I, I just I have a hard time logically processing this notion that we're gonna send, we're gonna sign off this warrant, and and we played Judge D'Apolitano's yesterday pretty good overview of what's required to get such a warrant. You just would think there'd be something there.
2: Unless there's something going on with the magistrate. Now, if there's who corruption... Who has ties to Jeffrey Epstein and donated to the Obama campaign. And, yeah. If there's corruption going on here... He's publicly anti-Trump on his
1: social media. Partisan corruption. I agree. And it's politically motivated. That is disparaging that truly is the end of democracy there it wouldn't even be the first time against Trump I I agree it wouldn't and that is outrageous that should shake every American to the core
2: does me just just google Kevin Kleinsmith, former FBI lawyer that was uh, suspended from practicing law for a whole year after he altered an email connected to the surveillance of Trump's aide Carter Page you know What is essential to having a prosperous
1: society is a lawful society. And when the institutions no longer act within the constraints of the law, we cannot prosper. We can't prosper. We die. Literally. That is the end of democracy. That's why this has got to be addressed. This cannot be allowed to go on. We cannot survive. When our institutions are corrupt like that, such as the FBI and the DOJ. We'll take a break right here when we return. It's Kimberly Remack, president of the Mississippi Federation of Republican Women. We'll be right back on middays.
0: Your home for Ole Miss Sports, WFMN, Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090.
16: News. I'm Chris Foster. It's still high, but inflation is down from its peak in June.
6: Prices didn't go up in July compared to the month before, but they did jump 8.5% from the same time last year. That is slightly better, though, than the expectation of 8.7%. Much of the drop due to a tumble in oil and gas prices.
16: Fox's Lillian Wu. Former President Trump invokes his Fifth Amendment rights and refuses to answer questions from the New York Attorney General's office.
6: About an hour after he arrived at New York State Attorney General Letitia James's office, he released a statement saying that he had, quote, declined to answer the questions under the rights and privileges afforded to every citizen under the U.S. Constitution. The deposition is part of a civil investigation into the Trump organization over the value of business assets like buildings and golf courses, among other things. Fox's
16: Tonya J. Powers in New York City. The deposition was delayed by Trump's ex-wife's Ivana's death. America's listening to Fox News.
5: As
11: locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS
5: Security, 601-898-3105. Call today.
20: What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth.
12: Hey, there's hair!
9: The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm J.T. Mitchell and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Last week,
10: Mississippi became the first state in the nation to pull out of a federal program that offers up to 15 months of free rent and utility payments
16: going to encourage them uh, and incentivize them uh, to get back into the
4: workforce.
10: With August 15th set to be the date that Governor Tate Reeves' decision goes into full effect, Mississippi Minority Leader Derek Simmons has requested Governor Reeves to reconsider. In a statement released to the media, Simmons noted that Mississippi will lose up to $130 million in federal assistance if Reeves goes through with his executive order. The senator from Greenville also said that people across the state continue to work through the hardships induced by the COVID-19 pandemic, which means putting an end to the Rental Assistance Program could ultimately result in further homelessness.
5: From the ground up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922 and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families from our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is
4: extensive damage on U.S. 90.
5: Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits like our insurance in the 1940s and fault districts broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization. 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and farm bureau.
14: McGee Mayor Dale Berry is facing domestic violence charges against his wife. On Saturday, the McGee Police Department received a call from Berry's wife regarding an incident of domestic violence at their home. He admitted to WLBT Tuesday that he did slap his wife during an argument after she threw her phone at him, That they have been having marital problems since April. The municipal court judge recused himself due to a conflict of interest and passed the case on to the Simpson County Justice Court. Barry told the TV station he's been trying to salvage his marriage and has no plans to resign. And for the first time in four years, a nest of sea turtles has been discovered at the Past Christian Harbor on the Mississippi coast. The Institute for Marine Mammal Studies marked off the area with stakes and flagging tape to protect the nest from any harm while the eggs are incubating. The public is also asked to refrain from disturbing the nest. Turtle eggs typically incubate 50 to 60 days before hatching. For more of the latest in news, sports, and more across the Magnolia State, head on over to supertalk.fm.
0: Supertalk.fm. Supertalk.fm. Your one stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. Supertalk.fm. Everything you need to know. At your fingertips.
18: Supertalk.fm. Join Sports Talk Mississippi every Friday during the 5 o'clock hour for Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll tell you our favorite way to grill the delicious Polk's Original, Cajun and Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. Remember, picky people pick Polk's all the folks
11: in the capital city metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning six till nine gallo show we'll start your day the informed way super talk mississippi 97.3
0: and now now. another hour of the talk that keeps mississippi talking middays with gerard gibbert
19: begin your transition now
0: now on super talk mississippi
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Rocking into hour three of the program in the Element Wealth Studios. Going to depart a bit from all the political news and ranting. We're waiting to get uh, Kimberly Remack, president of the Federation of Republican Women, on the line. We got her now, Rhino. Kimberly, you there? am here. Hey, good, I'm great. Ah, welcome to Middays. Thanks for coming on. Glad we got all that worked out. I know sometimes first time can be uh, a, a bit challenging on the technical side. Appreciate Rhino stepping in, and looks like we're good to go. But thanks for joining us. I, I'm going to start just by saying that I have had the pleasure of uh, getting to know a number of the members of the Mississippi Federation of Republican Women, and, and uh, do my best to attend... The meetings uh, held by the, the local uh, chapters here in Rankin County, Madison County, I've been to Hines County as well. And uh, I'll say this, the, the ladies that are members of those organizations and, and across the entire state, they are passionate, they are committed, they are serious. And I, I see your numbers are growing, and I think so is your influence and also attended the breakfast over at the Neshoba County Fair. What a, what a great event uh, that was. Uh, Attorney General Lynn Fitch spoke. But it feels like, Kimberly, it's getting to the point where, not that it hasn't been there, but it's even, I think, becoming more the case where if you plan to run for office as a Republican in Mississippi and expect to be successful, you better get to know the Republican women in the state of Mississippi. And I'll shut up and let you talk.
15: Oh, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Sounds like we've got, uh, you as a cheerleader and we appreciate that. We, uh, are so honored that you, um, reached out to us and asked us, uh, to be part of your, uh, show today. Um, I do, I do just want to clarify a few things. Um, Mississippi Federation of Republican Women, um, we're a part of a national federation of Republican women that was actually founded in 1938. Um, Republican women in Mississippi um, gathered about 1961, and um, we are geared toward recruiting, training, and electing Republican candidates, uh, advocating our party's philosophy and initiatives, um, empowering women of all ages, ethnicities, and backgrounds into the political process. Um, men are welcome to join as uh, associate members. I think um, you hit on um, something very important. We are very very passionate about what we do. Um, we are supporting uh numerous uh bills every year. Um, and um, numerous uh Republican candidates. Um, if you uh it, it's uh it's so much of the work that's been done has been done because of our Republican women. Um, You know, we started in 1961 with Lowndes and Harrison and Lauderdale County Republican Women to year 2010, where we just exploded um, with new uh, memberships and clubs. Um, We Last campaign cycle, our members in the Mississippi Republican Women logged in about 42,000 volunteer campaign hours. Now, if you equate that um, to dollars, you're looking at about $1.2 million worth of free campaign. Um, and, uh, and, and those translate into uh, awards for us at our National Federation. We, we work toward our Diamond and Ruby Awards. Um, but as you can see, the Mississippi Federation of Republican Women have a tremendous value to our party and our Republican candidates up and down the ballot.
1: Yeah, absolutely, no doubt about it. But it it does seem and feel like, though, Kimberly, that your your numbers are growing. How are you doing? You got new chapters that that is have recently absolutely uh, recently absolutely. launched, right? We 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 talked about one that's uh, coming on board in the County at the fair at the breakfast over there. That's coming on board.
15: Uh, yes, we. We were so delighted to be over in Neshoba County. Um, we're getting ready for our charter club dinner, which is August 16th at 530 at the Bridges in Philadelphia. Um, we're ex- so excited about having that um, new club. Um, we do, uh, that is the second new club that we've had. Um, we had a Tibaha in Clay County uh, a few months ago join. Um, and we have um, combined a couple of our clubs. Um, but right now we're at thirty five clubs across the state of Mississippi, um, and um, we just uh, we're just united, and uh, we're working hard.
1: Yeah, yeah, it sure seems like it. Uh, and really enjoyed uh, the breakfast over at Neshoba County with Attorney General Lynn Fitch speaking and and to to see. Uh, the ladies there, and, and some of us who are associate members, as is, is men, as you pointed out, as well. Uh, excited to see so many of the, the great folks. But it really is all about, as you said, promoting Republican philosophy, Republican ideals, and all Republican candidates.
15: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, a, a lot of the issues that we work on are legislative issues. I mean, we're uh adopting uh resolutions at our conventions um opposing critical race theory. Um I think at the last convention we were honoring Attorney General Lynn Finch and recognizing the importance of upcoming Supreme Court case, um Dobbs versus Jackson uh, women's health organization. Um wow, what Mississippi has done um to overturn Roe versus Wade. Um, amazing we are pro-life um that is number one uh republican win there we're pro-life and what we're doing in the state um to support um our women and our children um you know is important very important work um opposing critical race theory um we have educational we've um you know, long-time champions uh, since 2017 of human trafficking. Um, You know, we host uh, every year a legislative day luncheon and a day at the Capitol where we go and we talk to our legislatures. Uh, We work very hard to get some um, issues across uh, to make it to the governor's desk. And uh, this year... Um, we were um, invited to come to the bill signing of H-Bill 1416, uh, which had to do with allowing students to express political activities on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, we also was, uh, had been invited to um, um, the signing of Senate Bill 2321, which re- created a civil cause of action for engaging in human trafficking and willful and intentional and knowingly benefiting from participation in human trafficking. Human trafficking um, is just amazing what our legislative day luncheon in in 2017 did. We invited Jody Dreyfus of um, One International to come and talk with um, as keynote speaker and in the crowd, our, you know, Speaker Gunn and our Lieutenant Governor, and um, we have legislators in the crowd. Well, Philip Gunn, I mean, he heard that and he credits us uh, for opening um, the eyes, um, and um, and we have just um, continued, continued to do the research and the work. Um, and um, we were able to get uh, the human trafficking hotline, yeah. um, and uh, and of course, you know, um, you've probably seen our stickers, um, and and that's a lot of teamwork involved in that.
1: The speaker, um, no doubt, championed that legislation, and uh, Attorney General Fitch has it, made it a high priority of her office as well. Uh, and, and we've had folks that uh, come from law enforcement and other not-for-profits that that work in that world. It's uh it's very disturbing it's it's, a, it's deeply concerning and uh it's it's good to see that we've put some teeth in our laws and that we've got state leaders that are pursuing this and it's really great to see that the republican women have made that uh a uh, a cause that they have gotten behind as well I I, well, I respect and appreciate I that Yeah
15: I think that we've championed that I mean there are multiple things that we've been um you know supportive of women's sports
9: for yeah. sake. Yep
15: um Teacher pay raise. Oh, my goodness, those tireless workers. Um, we, you know, we have many of our women are, yeah. you know, retired teachers. They're, uh, we just have a, a background of um, professional women. We have stay at home moms. We have lawyers. We have nurses. We have teachers. I mean, we have just a gamut yeah, of sure do. Um, women. Um, You know, we we have um, notable, um, you know, prominent members. um, we
1: we got to go, but appreciate it, Kimberly. And the message is, folks, if you want to get involved, uh, you need to get involved with the Federation of Republican Women to find a club in your area. Thanks, Kimberly. We'll talk to you soon. Thank
15: you for having me.
1: You got it. Middays, we'll take a break. We'll come right back. Stay with us.
8: Hello,
12: Mississippi. This is Dr. Gary Jones, CEO of Vantage Health Plan. Back in 1994, I started Vantage with a group of local doctors who believe that patient health, your health, is our top priority. That's why Vantage makes it easy for you to get the care you need with quality, affordable health insurance that puts you first. I know it's not what you usually expect
20: from a health plan, but now you can.
15: Visit VantageHealthPlan.com for more information. Vantage Health Plan, the freedom to live a healthy life.
17: At Batteries
11: Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online to save $10 on Duracell Ultra car batteries. For offer details and limitations, visit BatteriesPlus.com.
18: This hour of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back.
11: Double here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all
0: right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three. Now back to middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: favorite groups there, the Hollies. I think that's Alan Clark was his name. Back in the Elma Well studios, Super Top Mississippi. Gotta to share this little story, a little bit of happiness. You see this? This incident in the Little League World Series? I did. How cool is that? So here's the situation, if you guys hadn't seen it. There was a Texas Texas East Little League play in uh, Oklahoma. I think in Waco, if I'm not mistaken. And the pitcher, he threw a wild pitch. He beamed the batter right in the helmet. And it kind of. It Looks kinda, like
2: might have even missed the helmet, by a yeah, bit. Yeah, it
1: kind of. It's one of those deals that kind of. He, your natural reaction is you kind of jerk your head or turn your head. When you do so, you, you actually uh, expose part of your head there. So the ball kind of lodged between the ear protector part of the helmet and his in his um, his jaw. Went to the ground. I mean, just flat. And it's it's you know you're trying to get out of the way as it is, so you're likely to fall. But then of course the shock and perhaps the pain of a ball hitting you in the head like that. Yeah. After a few seconds,
2: it seemed more like it scared him more than it hurt him.
1: And and that's what happens. I mean, you're just so stunned by it, and so. He shakes it off, and he trots down to first base, and the pitcher steps on the rubber. Now, so in Little League, in that particular uh, organization, there's no leadoff, and you can't pitch out of the stretch. They still have preserved that through the years in the Little League organization. Some of the other youth sports organizations are not like that, but anyhow, so he's Steps on the rubber, and he's looking at the plate, and the runner is on on the mound, and the runner is on first base. And you could see that the pitcher was visibly shaking, kind of holding his head down, and you could see his shoulders shuddering a little bit. Shaked him up. You mean you threw a ball at somebody? Didn't mean to. Uh, and so I don't know that I've ever seen this before in my Two and a half decades of coaching youth sports the runner on first called time out stepped off the back, walked towards the mound and he gave the pitcher a big old hug right there on the mound basically said, it's okay man I get it, it's okay some other members of the pitcher's team in the field, the infield came around and he just wanted it to console the pitcher on the mound that uh, it's okay. I mean, they're competing. They're they're both competing for a pretty dang big deal to keep advancing to get all the way to the World Series in uh, Pennsylvania, the finals. And he said um, this would be Isaiah, the 12-year-old's name, uh, that was on first base, the runner, who came over and hugged the pitcher Caden Shelton his name. Anyhow, Isaiah said, quote, I wanted to go over there and spread God's love and make sure that he's okay, and make sure that he knows that I'm okay, and that I'll be okay. Man, I, I gotta tell you, I've watched it, and I've watched it probably half a dozen times. It is cause for great optimism. I see that kind of behavior out of 12-year-olds. Here's what you know. Somebody's raised them right, right? Oh, yeah. That's what you know.
2: It reminds me of, gosh, it's been years ago now, over a decade, I believe. I want to say it was either 2007 or 2008 or maybe 2009. But it was, I think, a college softball game where the batter base runner hit a home run, first home run in her career. College softball rounded first and missed first base, and when she turned around to go back and touch it, something happened in her knee, and she just collapsed and crawled her way back to first base, but that was as far as she could get. And if I'm not mistaken, she was also the winning run. That's right. And the second baseman in the shortstop got her up and helped her around the bases. Man, you're right.
1: Uh, another example... Uh, great sportsmanship, but just great human kindness. And when you see this, and of course the story, rightfully so, has gone viral. And I'm looking at the photo right now. What a great photo of the first baseman with his... uh, They're they're standing literally chest to chest. And the first baseman's got his arms around the abdomen of the pitcher. And the pitcher's got his head down, and his right hand is, is... placed on his his hat on the back of his head. And still shaking. I mean, golly, this is um the pitcher said, I felt like he cared. I felt like he cared. I also cared about him, and that just showed that baseball is sportsmanship. There's a lot of sportsmanship in baseball. Isaiah talking this is the pitcher talking about the the, the batter who was hit, says, Isaiah, he has his heart is different for people. He's just a good kid. So and then they showed um, whom I believe was his mother in the stands, in the clip. It was it was a mother of a player on that team. May have been his mother, not sure, but she was crying at the sight of what occurred. It, it uh, triggered her emotions. But, you know, when you see this coming from 12-year-olds in the game of baseball, and, and for a minute there, I'll have to admit, I started thinking about all the stuff that we deal with in our lives in our country and you know and I start thinking about every day getting ready for this show and the news is is just full of all sorts of things that we we want to share we want to discuss we want to analyze because we care but it's like gosh, for a minute, everything's right in the world when you see that sort of stuff. And and as much as I love baseball and the game and just seeing that, it's like, God, yeah, this is this is it. This is what it's all about. This is what life's all about. And these two youngsters exemplified that, 12 years old. I say they're
2: way mature beyond their years. And that's the blessing and the curse of social media. Without social media – you would have had to have been paying attention to probably ESPN or Fox Sports or something, and they would have had to have heard the story, picked it out, put it in a lineup, played it for you, told you the story, for you to have even heard it. But on the flip side, it's that same social media that when you're plugged into it 24-7, you feel like everybody is on edge, everybody's out to get you, everybody's against you and your ideals, and your beliefs. In the same breath where you have something good come from social media, where you learn about a sportsmanship story that can make you feel good and make you feel better about the future, it's that same social media that is killing us. Yeah, I totally It's putting agree. people in the wrong mental state, and they're staying way too plugged in to that negative energy. It's such a great... I think, example of, of uh, what has been the case
1: throughout human history, he said, when we, when we as humans, when we develop new innovations, there are positive uses, and there are nefarious, harmful uses. And you're right. You know, originally, the original concept behind Facebook and uh, MySpace and those sorts of original social media tools. They weren't supposed to be platforms for everybody to air out their grievances, <laughs> embarrass others, and, and, um, uh, and the like. It's, it's just unbelievable when I, when I sometimes look out there and I look at some of the posts and say, why do you want to tell everybody that kind of stuff? And I, I can only think, I keep going back to your very wise analysis when we first started doing the show, which is just the dopamine effect, which I think spot on. Uh, You know, woe is me, feel sorry for me, you know, dopamine effect sort of crap. Like, I don't want to know all that stuff about you. Isn't social media more fun on holidays when, for the most part, what you see are photos of families and people having fun, celebrating, enjoying the holidays? That's what it was originally designed for, honestly.
2: And now it's been around long enough to where you have people that actually feel nostalgia for the early days of social media when it was just your group of friends, a way to keep up with people you might have lost touch with. No doubt. And it wasn't constantly being bombarded with fake news and misinformation and political nonsense and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, or even worse,
1: just taking your shots at other people just tearing them down and demeaning and denigrating them and i guess feeling good empowered by it because now you got a, a essentially a megaphone to do it with we'll come right back stay with us
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny conditions, a 70% chance of rain, high near 88. Tonight, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 72. A 70% chance of rain for your Thursday, partly sunny, high near 89. And for finally Friday, a 50-50 shot of showers, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
11: At AgUp, your local John Deere dealer, you can leave it up to us, or you can build it, price it, and own it with a simple click of a button at AgUp.com. Build it. Select from tractors and lawn equipment. Next, choose which implements and attachments best fit your tasks. Price it. Receive immediate pricing. Own it. Pick it up at your AgUp location. Visit AgUp.com today to begin customizing your equipment, or feel free to leave it up to us. And visit any of our 16 locations in Mississippi and Arkansas.
0: Are you a hard
5: worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label bridge builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter,
9: Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label bridge builders.
10: I'm J.T. Mitchell and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Last week, Mississippi became the first state in the nation to pull out of a federal program that offers up to 15 months of free rent and utility payments.
16: It's going to encourage them uh, and incentivize them uh, to get back into
3: the workforce.
10: With August 15th set to be the date that Governor Tate Reeves' decision goes into full effect, Mississippi Minority Leader Derek Simmons has requested Governor Reeves to reconsider. In a statement released to the media, Simmons noted that Mississippi will lose up to $130 million in federal assistance if Reeves goes through with his executive order. The senator from Greenville also said that people across the state continue to work through the hardships induced by the COVID-19 pandemic, which means putting an into the Rental Assistance Program could ultimately result in further homelessness.
2: Down trees and limbs contacting power lines can lead to power outages.
6: Here's a novel idea. Pack up the family and head to the Mississippi Book Festival, Saturday, August 20th. Join fellow book lovers from all over as we gather on the grounds of the state capitol to celebrate Mississippi's vibrant literary landscape. Purchase books, discover up-and-coming authors, engage in exciting panel discussions, and more. It's a free literary lawn party for the whole family, and we look forward to seeing you at this year's Mississippi Book Festival. Learn more by visiting our website at msbookfestival.com.
1: To midday Super Talk, Mississippi, in the Element Wealth Studios on this hump day on the C Spire Text Line. Famous quote from Tom Hanks, coach in the uh, iconic movie, A League of Their Own, which was a story about the All American Girls Professional Baseball League, played baseball during the 40s when all the men had to go off to war. Uh, He was the coach of the Rockford Peaches, as I recall. And it is true that he was uh, scolding the right fielder. You recall that? Because she missed the cutoff, man. (laughs) And, uh, well, I guess it would be the cutoff woman in that case. And she starts crying right there, just a few feet from the steps of the dugout where the coach was. Jimmy Dugan was the coach's name. <laughs> she started crying, and he tells her, there's no crying in baseball.
2: <laughs> then uh, the umpire gets on him. Yeah. And then he yeah, calls you, the umpire a bad name and yeah, gets tossed.
1: Gets tossed, that's right.
2: <laughs> Anybody ever tell you you look like a, you know what, funny little hat? <laughs> exactly. Oh, Jimmy,
1: that's pretty good. What a great movie that was. Um Madonna, of course, in the movie All the Way May. It's a great movie. Great story. I gotta tell you until the movie came out, I don't know that I was even familiar with that with all my I guess uh, study of the game. I wasn't I mean vaguely.
2: I think I learned about the the women's baseball league a year or two before that movie came out, but it wasn't much before that because if memory serves I got a couple packs of baseball cards that were historic players. They had older players on them from bygone eras, and there were inserts that had, uh, you could either get an insert that would look like a canvas painting or an insert of women's baseball players from the women's league, and I was like, wait a second, I've never even heard of this. What is this? <laughs> it's pretty is this cool. softball? Because I knew about softball at that point. I was like, no, it's not softball. They're baseball players. Yeah pretty cool.
1: And and did earn some uh a spot, some area, some space in the hall of fame. Gina Davis.
2: She was the main character, yeah. Well,
1: kind of the headliner, yeah. Really really good. Of course Tom Hanks, how perfect was he in that role? He's such I mean he's a little woke, a little left-leaning, but wow, what a fantastic actor he is and how Talented he is to just immerse
2: himself in these character roles like that. It's just unbelievable. Of course, I think the best example of his ability to act is if you look at the average length of a movie script, and then you look at the length of the script of Castaway. It is minuscule compared to the the length of a normal script. So the vast majority of Castaway was just him. Acting. That's true. Against a volleyball.
1: That's true. Yeah. I, and so, in, in terms of difficulty, it probably was his most difficult.
2: Yeah, because there's not dialogue to fall back on and, and dig into and and yeah. figure out the motivation for. It. It's just, here's a scene. Alright, you have to look like this. You have to catch a fish with a stick. You have to make fire. Like They had plot points he needed to get to, but the rest of it was his acting a lot of times, in silence yep. in the movie. Yeah. Uh, it,
1: it means whatever you think about the guy, I think it's his talent, his ability to act, is undeniable. One of the greatest ever, in my view. I think one of my favorite scenes <laughs> in the movies when they're, they send him off to charm school. Remember that? They want him to be... You know, charming ladies and f- have that feminine side as well, and and be socially adept and and culturally aware and so forth, and learn uh, learn manners. And anyhow, they they've got to the lady who's <laughs> that runs the school there. She's going down the line, sort of examining each one of them face to face. And she
2: gets to... Just a poor Marla.
1: <laughs> Marla, what do you suggest? A lot of night games. <laughs> it's a great line. And then she's teaching them how to walk gracefully and grandly. <laughs> Remember that? That's just awesome. That was great. Anyhow, we digress a bit. But I will say this to uh, whoever on C-SPIRE text line. It's just a phone number, so we don't know the name. Said there's no crying in baseball. Yeah, there there actually is. <laughs> Uh, even at the major league levels, they they cry. You may not see them do it out in public, but they cry.
2: I'll tell you what's a crying shame is that the generational talent of Shoei Otani is stuck on the Angels. Yeah, how about that? He's in a league of his own true, True, with only Babe Ruth for company as a pitcher with 10 wins and 10 home runs in the same season. It's bizarre how talented, freaky talented. That guy is. This is just nuts. Crazy. But anytime you hear about any highlights involving Shohei Otani and the Angels, it's always some crazy stat line. Like Shohei Ohtani struck out 12 batters, hit two home runs, <laughs> had a triple, almost hit for the cycle, and the Angels lost 10 to 3.
1: That's exactly right. Because he don't got a lot of help. That's so true. Oh, well. Uh,. You know, so there is cried. I just want to point that out. I have cried. I will freely admit in front of thirteen-year-olds before, in front of twelve-year-olds. I've had probably four or five situations in my rather lengthy youth sports coaching career where uh, I, that I just got to me. I mean, it just does, and it's not for me. It's for the kids. And I, I had a game I coached. I'll share this real quick. This is probably five or six years ago, one of the last years that I coached. I had a 13-year-old team, and we were playing a team from North Mississippi, and we were struggling. And so it's it's kind of an unwritten rule that, you know, you put the brakes on, the stealing and the running game when you, you get ahead enough, but this person decided not to and was literally... Fake bunting to try to interfere with our catcher so he could steal second when he was up by 10 runs. Still doing that. And was not stopping his runners. Hit a double, runner on first, balls in the gap, close plate to plate, and he sent it. Just wouldn't give up. And I was giving him hard looks. You know, I'm mean, not going to say anything. It's perfectly legal. But I've learned in my... <laughs> my coaching career, it does appear that there's some baseball gods and they don't like it when you disrespect the game. And after that game, I'll have to admit, I cried in front of my team and the parents. And it wasn't because we lost, we just didn't play well. They outplayed us. It's because the game was disrespected. I had to explain what happened to the kids and to the parents. What do you mean by that coach Gerard? And I hadn't explained. Yeah, this is this is what works here. So, the next year is luck what happened? Always happens, right? Meet up with this team in the semifinals or quarterfinals for a state championship. We killed them. Not because I ran score up, didn't have to. We just flat out beat them. And his parents started jumping on him for stupid coaching mistakes. I just turned around and looked at the fence, like just laughing, you know, to myself. It always happens like that. The baseball gods, they just even stuff up. You disrespect the game, they will make you pay. And that that other game that he beat me in was was like, you know, early in the pool play, didn't really matter a lot. This one, big deal. Statewide deal. It's just the way it happens. It's the way it happens. So just respect the game. Simple as that. and But yeah, that particular incident made me cry because of the way he was teaching these kids to disrespect the game.
2: Well, I mean, you can see the culture of that team from the way the parents were treating him when exactly they were right. on the
1: losing In Exactly right. Exactly right. And I'm thinking, man, you brought every bit of this on yourself, dude. Anyhow. Uh Wow. How can you not get emotional about baseball? I agree. It's a gut-wrenching game. That's why I love it. It's just gut-wrenching. It's, it's fantastic in that respect. And I've always thought that one of the unique features of baseball relative to other sports is that there's no clock. Everybody, That's the way I used to explain the game to my players. You play a seven-inning game in U Sports. Essentially, the way the game works is each team is issued 21 outs with which to score runs. The team who uses their outs more efficiently wins the game. That's the way it works. You can't go hog the ball, you know, and and um, and run the clock out and all that sort of stuff. Nope. Everybody gets 21 outs. That's why you pretty much learn until that last out is made, who the heck knows what could happen, right? But uh, anyhow, digressing a bit from the daily grind of uh, politics, et cetera. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, the economic situation and also the fate of Trump in the midterms when we come back. we got a short segment, stay with us.
12: 43.
5: Here in C Spire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where blazing fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to C Spire Country.
0: It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead.
1: midday's final segment on this. Hump. Date. Baseball gods are a mean kid with a magnifying glass on the six-part text line. So true. William and Brandon <laughs> says the best line, another great line from a league of their own was, I loved you in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and that was when Tom Hanks, Coach Jimmy Dugan, was uh, inebriated. And uh, kind of making a bit of a pass there at the at the peaches chaperone, Miss Cuthbert. By the way, was <laughs> <What's> her name? <laughs> I loved you. By the way, I loved you in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh, that is great. That is so good. I totally agree. Uh, lo- Keith and Jaya says love to see that emotion though. Talking about the crying in baseball and what happened with the two players, little league players, twelve years old yesterday. Gosh, that's just so good. My son got to play summer ball this summer in the Ohio Valley League, and one of their games was at the field where they filmed the movie. It was Dubois County Bombers Field. Yeah, I think that's right. That's cool. Thanks for sharing that with us on the ceasefire text line. That is, that is really cool. Um, Gerard Rhino, so many topics you guys are covering, was never a Trump fan until he ran for president and won. He was a pro America. Love him as president. I believe we are witnessing another witch hunt. Brittany Griner made a choice to break another country's laws and is now suffering the consequences of that choice." Yeah, I I agree. No doubt about it. I I said it before, I think Trump was the right person at the right time, and uh, coming on the heels of eight years of Obama, and I think America bashing and always minimalizing this country. and, and Talked about, hey, if I could just change that Constitution, I could make things better, and I got a pen and a phone, and I mean, all that kind of stuff. You know, you get to a point where sometimes you've made enough. Remember when he said that? And, of course, the, you didn't build that during the Obama era. I mean, you could just go down the list there. And so I think Trump uh, emerged, and, and he re-energized the patriotism in this country, to a great extent, I think there's no question about that. And I will not apologize, and we should not have to apologize for being patriotic. That's a little different than being jingoistic. Um, But being patriotic, just because you love the country and you celebrate it, and then again, nuance comes into play. Doesn't mean it's perfect. Doesn't mean we don't have things to work on to continue to make it a more perfect union. Our visionary founders understood that. They just gave us the framework for it. Which, by the way, part of that framework is the Fourth Amendment. Sure seems like it may have been violated with this Mar-a-Lago witch hunt. I hope that's not the case, though. I, I really do. Because it's not good for the country. Also, I said, I think, yesterday, that when you see institutions like the FBI, when they run amok, and they get out of their swim lane, it doesn't matter who's in charge most reasonable-thinking Americans say, you know, it's too much power. So you look to rein it in, dilute it. And then that makes that agency, that organization less powerful, have less authority, where it needs to exercise that authority to protect us against legitimate threats to our security. Now, that's the concern there. When you abuse it, and it gets diluted and reined in and restricted, then when you really need it to fend off, again, legitimate threats, you don't have it. You brought it on yourself. So you're hurting us all by doing that, in uh, in my view. Let's see uh, what else we got here. Uh, Why are liberals called woke? Now they should be called denial. The regular American needs to be woke. I hear you. We're approaching the midterms. Someone earlier said they think that all this is all about trying to, this going after Trump, his tax returns, the uh, Attorney General of New York, the Mar-a-Lago, to try to improve, the Democrats improve their chances in the midterms. It could be. I still feel like the, the, the driving reason, the priority, the end goal is to render Trump ineligible to run for president. I just really do, and again I say, why do you fear him? If he's as bad as you say he is, if your policies are so great, and we're all benefiting by such a great deal from those policies, it should be a no-brainer. Why do you why do you need to keep this guy out of uh, off the ballot? It just makes no sense in uh, in my opinion. But it seems like that's what they are determined to do. I'm concerned about the midterms. I'll tell you that I don't think you're going to see quite the the uh, shift in the balance of power in the House as, as, I, as I felt like we were three or four months ago. I see it being closer to maybe a 10 seat as opposed to a 20-25 seat flip in the Senate. I see us losing a seat maybe two, and that's strictly because I just don't think we've got our best candidates in the contentious races, and in two of those we're trying to retain a seat, Pennsylvania and Ohio, and there, Mehmet Oz and and J.D. Vance, respectfully, I just think are going to have a difficult time keeping those seats in the Republican uh, column. But we are out of time here on middays on the show today. Mandy's coming in tomorrow to fill in. I'll be speaking to the Madison County Bar Association. Looking forward to that. Back in the studio with you on Friday. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone. <laughs> A
0: <Super> talk Mississippi <laughs> Media Production.